everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host. Today we have Beth Moore on the show, and she's talking about loving difficult people. We all have difficult people in our lives to love, and it's important that we handle it the way that God handles it. Here's Beth. I wonder if there happens to be anyone listening, anyone watching, anyone participating that just may have the challenge somewhere in their life in such a remote situation of trying to deal with a difficult person. (laughs) Anybody challenged to love someone who absolutely drives you crazy? that the truth would be you don't even like them, let alone love them. Or maybe you decide that you do love them, but you certainly don't like them. I can remember one time my youngest daughter saying to me when I asked her about someone in her class that she appeared to have a conflict with, and she said, I don't like him in people way. I just like him in God way. (laughs) We know about that. But there are some people in our lives that irritate us to such an extent we can hardly stand to be around them. But the kind of person that we're going to be talking about over the coming weeks is the kind of person we can't get away from. Somehow assigned to us by God, we will find. And you and I are going to see how Scripture will equip us through the power and spirit of the living God to love who we do not even like. Anybody game for this today? Anybody could use a couple of weeks on this one topic. That's exactly what we're going to do. First John 4, I want to read verses 7 through 21. Dear friend, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Verse 10, this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. We know that we live in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testified that the father has sent his son to be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Say those three words with me again. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world, we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Verse 19, we love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. Our theme for the next couple of weeks will be learning to love well. Loving well. 
Because this is such a priority of God that to live well in God's estimation is for us to have loved well. We can study the scriptures. We can serve our churches. We can try to lay down our lives sacrificially for other people. But if we do not love and demonstrate that love, God is going to say to us over and over again, just as the Apostle Paul stated in 1 Corinthians 13, if it was without love, it was nothing. It was nothing. It was sound without substance. Because the priority commandment, when the teachers of the law came to Christ and said, what is the protos, the priority commandment of God? And Jesus did not hesitate to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. But here's the problem. We live in a culture as we continue on the kingdom calendar to the hastening of the return of Jesus Christ to this earth. The word of God is clear, according to Matthew chapter 24, that hearts of most will grow cold. That toward the latter days, hearts will not grow warmer and warmer. Hearts will grow colder and colder. I think of all the reasons why that might be true, and it has to be that partially it's the media, that we are so entirely overexposed to, to suffering, to peril, to violence, to perversity, that somewhere along the way we begin to insulate ourselves by placing layers over our hearts and minds, and we begin to detach and grow cold. Second Timothy 3 also says something that's got to be disturbing to us, that we see so vividly in the day in which we live. In fact, I think I am going to go to the trouble to turn there quickly and read it to you because this is a stunning commentary of the day in which we live. Second Timothy chapter 3 says this, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive. As I read this to you, I want you to imagine that it's a checklist and you're going to check whether it's true or false in the culture that we're surrounded by at this time. True or false, people are lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love. It's a particular kind of love that is primarily family love. It's saying that it's going to be lacking the familiar bonds of family, something that used to be a given. In the culture in which we live, I understand that when there has been a homicide in a home, it's family members that are searched and investigated first. What is this day we live in? It's exactly what's being described here. Unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. I want you to see the first characterization where it says people will be lovers of themselves. It's a Greek word that means and says to us self-love, but I want you to hear in one of the lexical dictionaries that I have how it's defined. Let this sink in on you for a moment. This is a definition of self-love. Self-centered or selfish, an undue sparing of self with the primary concern that things be easy and pleasant for oneself. 
I want you to let that just rest a moment and think it through that the latter days will be characterized by people selfish enough to think, how can I just spare myself any kind of undue discomfort and certainly any suffering I can possibly get out of? An undue sparing of oneself. And as we think this through, because love is such a challenge, surely the first place we would start to let ourselves off the hook is in loving people we can hardly stand to be around. You talk about a place when we're going to look for an out and spare ourselves from the trouble to do it. It's going to be right here because we can convince ourselves they're not worth it anyway. They don't care anyway. They don't respond anyway. It doesn't work anyway. Am I speaking to anybody today? Because all of us have this. Let me tell you something. If there's not somebody in your life that you have difficulty loving, you are not getting out enough. That's all I need to tell you. Because this one is too important to God. We're going to be tested on this one over and over and over again. That was Beth Moore, and you can find it on YouTube if you search under Beth Moore, Loving Difficult People, Part 1. You can also find out more information about her at her website, which is lproof.org. Hope you have a wonderful day today and that you know you can live a 320 life in Christ. More than you can imagine. God bless you.